You are Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Fantasy football all day, every day. What is up? Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. It is Monday, October 15th. Willie and Derek here from Fantasy Football 24-7. You can find me on Twitter at WillieFF247. Hit up Derek at DBurrow underscore FFB. And you can hit us up on the main page at FFB underscore 247. On today's show, we will talk some week six studs and duds. Tons to get into there. Plus, we will preview tonight's Monday night mismatch. I'm going to call it a mismatch, D-Bro. It's cracking, man. Oh, man. Week six was lit. And I, I I agree with you, man. This is, I, you know, not to do too much foreshadowing in this matchup, but I agree with you. I feel like this is going to be a one-sided battle in this Monday night matchup, man. Yeah, I don't think when they schedule it, they were they were really pumped about C.J. Beathard taking on uh, that guy named Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. But, hey, dude, we got we got to do what we got to do. So before we get rolling, man, do not forget to get entered to win. Signed, Earl Campbell, Hall of Fame edition jersey this year. All you have to do to enter to win is rate and review us on iTunes. Leave your Twitter handle or your email in your review so we can get a hold of you if you are the one that is chosen to win. All right, dude, let's start with the week six studs. I mean, you can just run down the list. James Conner, Todd Gurley, Eric Ebron. I mean, the list goes quite a ways, man. Uh, talk to me about the first guy you want to you want to talk about in week six. Oh, and see, this is a guy that I feel like is kind of going under the radar. For a guy that is in a lot of leagues, you're going to be like, do I play him in my flex? Do I not? Is he real? Is he not? And, man, <laughs> Tariq Cohen was a stud this week. RB5 in his last two games, he rolled up 12 touches and 121 yards and a touchdown. This guy has been money over the last two games he has played. Like I said, RB5 in both of those games, averaging 16 touches, 147 yards, and seven and a half targets. Coming to this week, he is tied with Jordan Howard for seven red zone touches. So before we move on to any other players, dude, seeing these last two games with Tariq Cohen and him playing up and working in both the early down and the pass game, and the Bears offense just coming alive when he's been doing this, Man, what do you think about Jordan Howard rest of the season? With I mean, Cohen's been blowing up, man. I don't know what to make about Howard. What's your take? Well, look, just a little foreshadowing. One of my duds is going to be Jordan Howard. And I, I don't know how you can trust this guy. And I'll dive into that a little bit more later. But like you said, Tariq Cohen, this offense looks that that's the spark they need, man. Since they've been using him more, he has been producing, like you just mentioned. So if I'm a Howard owner, I am absolutely scared. I'm loving owning Tariq Cohen because, if I mean, it's at the point where he's done enough where there's no way you can't move forward without using him to, to keep things flowing in your offense. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And, I mean, look, put it this way. Uh, Tariq Cohen is a every week top 36 running back moving forward for me. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, on to my stud, and I got to talk about Austin Hooper. Look, we talked about it in the DFS segment last week. I had uh, Matt Ryan and Austin Hooper were my stack of the week, and yeah! look, he, he won me He won me some money, bro. And we, talk, we talked about why the matchup was good and why it was setting up. It was setting up not for a nice week. He had the six 
most air yards among tight ends in week five and saw 12 targets. That trend absolutely continued in week six, fifth in air yards amongst tight ends so far, and he saw another 10 targets in this one. Finished the game with nine receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown, 22 PPR points. Currently the number one tight end in week six. I don't know if I trust the Austin Hooper hype moving forward, but here's the deal. You do not have enough consistent tight ends not to buy into him and start him up again next week if you own him. I don't see how you can unless you lucked into a couple of these guys that are have been somewhat consistent. Austin Hooper is absolutely a guy that you're going to have to fire up based on the, the target share that he he's had over these past two weeks, man. How do you feel about Hooper? I know we've bashed him a lot on this podcast, but how do you feel about him moving forward? Oh, moving forward, I still look at him in, a, a, as matchup-based, but, I mean, you could say that about every damn tight end past the top three, top five. So, look, if you got Hooper, I hope you haven't teamed with another player that – with you're looking at schedule moving forward, I, Hooper could easily finish as a tight end one. And I know that that line is a very low bar to cross, but I definitely think that he could be more valuable than we both of us even thought going into this season. And a lot of it's based on his his team. We know that Atlanta is going to continue to score mm-hmm. points. So it's just a matter of will he continue to see the volume. So that that's really what it comes down to. Talk to me about another stud you got for week six. Oh my gosh, man. So this is this guy has been the greatest showman, the one man show, the guy that has to do it all for the Colts, and that is Andrew Luck. This dude has had to basically toe the line by himself. T.Y. Hilton is out, Jack Doyle is out, and Andrew Luck has been having to make the best that he possibly can with just this motley crew of second-string practice squad guys, names you have not even heard of before. But guess what? This dude has been just money so far this season. Walking into Monday Night Football, he is the QB8 on the seat on the week. And through six weeks of football, this guy has 1,790 two yards passing 16 touchdowns and eight interceptions he has been tossing the duke look look, this week he tossed the duke 43 times for 301 four touchdowns i know he got three picks but man considering how much he's having to toss it every single game you're gonna ride with the interceptions and just live with it he is currently on pace for 768 passing attempts on the season and I know that sounds like a video game number, but look, they don't have a run game. I know Marlon Mack played up this week, but past that, previous weeks, they have not had an actual sustainable run game to speak of. To, so to say that he is not going cons- to like consistently with the defensive inadequacies and the run game, that he's not going to consistently rack up the passing attempts you gotta believe it man i mean he's on pace for 768 he is on pace to obliterate matthew stafford's 2012 record of 727 pass attempts which would leave him the only two quarterbacks that have had above 700 passing attempts this guy has been amazing in four of his six games he's had 300 plus yards and two touchdowns i love andrew luck for this week and moving forward 
Dude, he's throwing the ball so much that he does, he doesn't even have to be good. He just has to be average, and, and it'll <laughs> rack up enough points to get the job done, no doubt. All right, my next stud for week six, and for the year, dude, to this point, Adam Thielen. Holy shit, man. Like, what can really be said about this guy? Like, currently leading the NFL in receptions, tied for first in targets, second in receiving yards, has recorded 100-plus yards in every single game this year. Had uh, had eleven receptions for one twenty three and a touchdown this week, and is currently the wide receiver three. Is this? I mean, I don't know what to say, man. Is this guy the most underrated player in the league right now? Oh my gosh, it, he has to be. You you take into account the 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 low money that he's making compared to like all these other like just top studs whining about their contracts. I just. He's been amazing so far this season. You can't you cannot dial him in for anything less than what he's done so far. The guy has been so awesome, just consistent week to week. Yeah, he really needs to be looked at in in a different mindset in terms of where he ranks with these wide receivers cuz I don't think that people view him as that top talent, but dude, mm-hmm. he is a complete baller i mean there was coming into the season it was you know who's the better receiver out of him and Diggs. i mean uh, to me it looks pretty obvious man and, and it's hard to say from a from talent standpoint but at what point is has he proven his talent I, I i agree with you and not only talent but opportunity and volume and cousins is just feeding this dude i'm gonna throw back for a second here the the old adage quote of when uh, one of the coaches of the Bills came out and said, we're going to feed C.J. Spiller until he throws up. Dude, the Vikings are going to do that with Adam Thielen week after week. Oh, love it, man. All right, before we move on, let's talk to our listeners about my bookie, man. Look, we talk about it all the time. Since we started this podcast, people have been asking us for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, we do not know who's going to win. If so, we would be making a lot more money. But look, if you think you know who's going to win, you got to check out my bookie. And we would like to re- recommend this to our listeners because it's been good to us. And that's why we are urging you to head over there, make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game which that's a feature I just love, man. So join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDIN to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. They are going to match the listener's first deposit 100% up to $1,000. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's flip this thing upside down, man. Let's talk about the week six duds. These guys that just destroyed some fantasy dreams this week, man. Who's the first guy on your list? Oh, my gosh. And this is a guy that you might not have felt comfortable rolling him out at your RB2. But look, with the bye weeks and everything that's coming up, you might have had to do it, if not your flex. And that is Marshawn Lynch. I know he entered this week with the revenge game narrative. And... <laughs> The Seahawks were definitely on the winning uh, side of that battle. But Lynch and the Raiders as a whole just face-planted this week. You had Lynch who came into the to, to the week sixth in the league in carries, and he only got 13 in this game? 
He turned it into 16 touches, 59 yards, and no touchdowns at all. And this entire Raiders team is just a weekly nail-biter. I mean, putting Lynch into your starting lineup is going to, oh my gosh, he's the running back equivalent moving forward of of having to play Blake Bortles as your quarterback. I mean, you just, you don't want to watch the game. You don't want to look at the box score until the end result. You're like, either you're one way or, or the other. You're like, yay, he scored me points, or ah, shit, he sucked. But Lynch, it, it it's rough, man, week to week. It's brutal, man. That whole offense is completely brutal week to week. It's 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 just it's just it's a mess, man. Uh, but hey, John Gruden got paid, so he's feeling good. But <laughs> on to my <laughs> dud, and we talked about him earlier, dude. It's got to be Jordan Howard. Recorded his second straight game with less than five PPR points. Had four this week. Also fumbled in this one. And nearly half of even the four he he put up, man, it came on the Bears' last drive in overtime. So. It even looks prettier than it should have been. Tariq Cohen on the flip side, like we talked about now, back-to-back games with double-digit touches and over 100 total yards. We talked how we expect Cohen to continue to be the spark of this Bears offense moving forward. He has absolutely carved that much out. I don't know, man. Look, it was a a nice brief start for Jordan Howard where it looked like he was going to be able to contribute in the passing game. He was seeing some targets. He was running routes. That did not last, man. I think at this point you got to just – I mean, he's a low-end RB2. You got to hope for a a big game and ship his ass out the door, man. I, I, I just can't trust him moving forward, and I don't – I absolutely will not be firing him up if I can afford not to next week. I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I he is going to be at, – at the moment, and we both talked about it. I mean, we were very encouraged about his early season pass game involvement. But, I mean, dude, with Tariq Cohen just playing up in both roles, I just, oh, my gosh, it's so easy to fade him, man. And so many of the concerns that I had coming into the season. Howard, yeah, like you said, you nailed it. Straight on the head. Wait for a big game and then ship him off. Who else you got, man? Oh, my next stud has got to be Lamar Miller. And this is a guy that has been – he was on so many preseason love lists, and now he's he's all everybody's on the hate train, man. Because look, Lamar Miller, this is another week of, you know, I, Lamar Miller is going to do pretty much nothing with the volume. Seventeen touches, only seventy-one yards, no touchdowns. He is going to he's on pace to finish outside the top thirty running backs for the third time in his five games that he has gotten significant touches because last week we know he's active, but he didn't do anything because he was hurt. This offensive line is not doing him any favors, ranking 21st in run blocking for per uh, football outsiders. But look, we know that volume is not going to change and the offensive line is not going to change, but Miller has not been able to capitalize <laughs> with anything he's been given so far. So uh, moving forward, he has got to be nothing more than a flex play and not a great one at that. So I think these guys can kind of be lumped in the same category when we're talking about Jordan Howard yep. and Lamar Miller. So out of these two guys, you got to pick one for the remainder of the year. Who are you taking? Oh, dear God. 
Uh, I'll take Howard only because the offensive line and the defense that's backing him, there'll be a more positive game scripts than I think Lamar Miller will. And look, I know Ethan has talked about Deontay Foreman coming back and with, there's a lot of worries with that, but dude, Lamar Miller is not doing jack shit in this offense. So any healthy body at this point is going to be given as much of an opportunity as Lamar Miller right now. I agree with you 100%. It's got to be based on the people in that room. Like you said, Foreman's looming in the background. Alfred Blue has looked better than Lamar Miller himself. And then you look at Chicago, it's just two different kind of running backs. So you'd expect Howard to have some kind of role moving forward. All right, on to my next dud, Jarvis Landry. And I'm pumped to talk about Jarvis Landry this week being a dud because he played my bolts. So that's always always a good (laughs) way to start. Most people would have felt pretty damn good with nine targets if you would have not known you know, the outcome, and you had that projected going into this week. Nope, did not pan out. Finished with two receptions for only 11 yards, three PPR points, man, from a guy that I'd be willing to bet big money on was started by basically everyone that owned him. I just don't see how you couldn't uh, in a PPR league. And I'll give him, like I said, the matchup wasn't great, but you can't have that kind of output from a guy like Lancher that people are banking on. I will, I will say this, though. He is an absolute buy low for me after his performance because the Browns' upcoming schedule is juicy, to say the least. Uh, But, look, he absolutely killed some teams this week. So, for that reason, he has to be a dud. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, man. I love Jarvis Landry as much, probably more than the next person, but it, it, it was a rough week this week. All right, brother, let's move on to this Monday night preview. We called it the Monday night mismatch. Look, talk to me about the best quarterback in this matchup and the 49ers. Talk to me about C.J. Beathard in, these, in this 49ers offense. <laughs> oh, C.J. Beathard, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, I love your intro. <laughs> it sets me up perfectly. Uh, C.J. Beathard, man, look, I know there's been tons of hate slung about this guy, but look, he has been quietly solid, actually. I, I, I actually don't have a lot of hate to spit about him. I mean, look, over his two starts, he has been the QB 13 since taking over Jimmy G. Over those two games, he's had five total touchdowns. He's been averaging 323 yards through the year two passing touchdowns in each of his games, and he has completed 62.6% of his passes. I mean, look, this is a tough matchup uh, against Green Bay versus they're the ranked 10th in pass defense uh, per DVOA. But, I mean, Beathard's been getting the volume, and he has been better. Like, I've been, been one of the guys that's been writing him off and just talking about how bad he is. But he's actually played better than I thought he would in this one. Moving over to running backs, look, Matt Breida is going to be a game-time decision in this game. And at this point, I hope you're not worried about him or even banking your hopes on him unless you possibly have Alfred Morris as a backup to him because he's being a game-time decision in the Monday nighter unless you have a backup and you have him stored in your flex. That, that, that's, that's uphill sledding right there. But with Brita facing off against the Packers, who are 21st in fantasy points allowed to the running back, giving up only 16.6 per points per game, 
even Breida at this one, look, even if he's active, I would not be starting him. But moving over to Morris, I mean, he's probably going to be the guy carrying the load this week. But in three of his five games, he's – he. all right, I'll give it to him. He's been a top 30 running back, okay? But, but what does that really say? He's a middling flex. I mean, the guy has been 37th in yards created per carry, and he's been outside the top 30 and – every other like elusiveness metric known to man. So if you're firing up, I hope he's not in your RB2 spot, but if he's in your flex, I, I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. Moving on to wide receivers, Pierre Garçon, since Beathard took over under center, has been the guy who has commanded the largest, largest target share for the 49ers, 21.5%, but... Honestly, he's done relatively nothing with all of those targets, averaging only 4.5 receptions, 49 and a half yards. And just to say that he's the leader of this wide receiver group, honestly, that doesn't mean anything to me because the guy has had a 48.5% catch rate, which is 86 out of wide receivers. So Garcon, I hope you don't start him. I hope you don't even play him in your flex. He's not going to do much of anything in this matchup. For, for the rest of the wide receivers for the 49ers, nothing to write home about. Trent Taylor's already been ruled out in this one. Marquise Goodwin, I know you returned to full practices towards the end of the week. He's going to suit up here. But for a guy that Beathard only targeted five, uh, four times in his first game under center, I'm not even playing him in the deepest of leagues. But on to tight end. Oh, my gosh. This gives me a chance to get work in my biggest man crush of dynasty and redraft and that is george kittle and i know you love some george kittle willie and this guy has been a stud this year top 10 tight end in four of his five games and in four of those five games he has toted at least five receptions and 79 yards this is a guy that you are firing up regardless of who is under center Week to week, the guy's a spark monster, and I, I get it. He's only had one touchdown on the season, but if you go deeper, the six red zone targets he has on the season walking into this matchup leads the team. So George Kittle, outside of, I mean, pretty much any option that you have for the 49ers right now, he is the most bankable fantasy asset for this team, and especially considering the tight end position in fantasy, what do you see on the the Packers side of the ball? Uh, not not much star power starting with quarterback. You know what I mean? They got this guy <laughs> named <laughs> they got this guy named Aaron Rodgers. I'm not you probably haven't heard of him, but he I mean he's okay. Uh, Look, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this dude has a pretty good game here. 49ers giving up the tenth most fantasy points. Two opposing quarterbacks going to this one. Let's not even waste any time. We are starting Aaron Rodgers. He is matchup proof, the best quarterback in the league. You, you, I mean, I mean, it'd be a shock if he didn't have a great game here. In terms of the running backs, we talked a lot about it last week. I don't like either of these guys in Aaron Jones or or uh, Jamal Williams, based purely on this being a legitimate committee, based on what we've seen. 49ers are giving up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs, but still I have to see one of these guys, preferably Jones, the better running back, get more carries, get more, a bigger chunk of this pie to feel good about any of them, whether it be a DFS or even start 
getting into my flex consideration based on on options, man. I, I don't trust either of them. It, it, the matchup is is pretty good there, but you know, based on what we've seen, you can't really bank on one of these guys to be a workhorse. For the wide receivers, obviously, you're firing up Devontae Adams here. Dude is averaging eight receptions and 85 yards over the past four games. Also has a touchdown in three of those four games, and that bodes. I mean, the combination of that uh, with the 37% target share in the red zone he's seeing, that's money in the bank, man. Then when you look across these these other wide receivers, Randall Cobb, Geronimo Ellison, as of right now, what we know as we record this are both game-time decisions, only makes him more uh, likely to see some more targets here. And Niners have been pretty decent against wide receivers, but still I expect Adams to eat. Like I mentioned, those two guys being game-time decisions. Keep an eye on on uh, Marquez Valdez-Scatling. Had not uh, seven receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown in week five with both Cobb and Allison sidelined there. So if he's available, I would sneak him up on the bench if you own either of those guys, if you haven't already. As far as Jimmy Graham goes, have to like him here. We talked about tight end, so more than likely if you own Jimmy Graham, he is in your starting lineup. Niners given up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. Graham could also see an uptick in in volume with you know one or both of those wide receivers sidelined in this one. We saw that in week five, saw 11 targets finish as the tight end five on the week. So you have to like his uh, his chances of having a good game here, man. So look, you've already made your pick. You got the 49ers by how much? Dude, don't put that on me. Don't don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. No, 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 no. no. Uh, let's see, man. I don't know, dude. I, I'll get what I'll, I'll give the Packers by seven, man. <laughs> I I I think it's more than that, dude. I, I'll, I'll, give the, I'll, I'll give the Packers by ten at least. It's there it's gonna, go. it's gonna be good in this one. All Packers, baby. All things considered, man, it's it's Monday. We got some football. That's all we can. Uh, you know, we can't complain too much. So that is a wrap, man. As I said, you can find me on Twitter at WillieFF247. You can find Derek at Deber underscore FFB and hit us on the main page at FFB underscore 247. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Ethan will be dropping some injury knowledge, and we will start to shift our gear towards next week. All right, Deber, we'll catch you next time, man. Hell yes, man. Great show for 24-7. We are out.